Hey guys, welcome to In The Spotlight with your friend and brother, Roger. Uh, I do hope that my podcast is um, is finding you uh, uh, um, in a good mood, in a good spirit, as I want to talk on how do Christ sees you? How do we see Christ and how does Christ sees us um, as, as we continue to... Um, reflect on our life especially in these um, very uncertain times um, we, I, I don't want to to um, cause you to be anxious or be nervous but we must face the fact that we're vi- living in a very uncertain time um, we're we're having protests we're having cancellations we're having um, social distancing a, pan- a pandemic we're having so much stuff around us and it is easy to lose ourselves. It is easy, easy to to lose ourselves in um in the pain around us, in the in the sadness, in the everything that is so wrong. Uh, we can lose ourselves in these um um you know situations that is affecting not just one uh, particular um, people or nation, but it's affecting all of us. And so, um, before I begin. Uh, let me read um, Isaiah 49, verse 15 to 16. Can a mother forget her infant, be without tenderness for the child of her womb? Even should she forget, I will never forget you. See upon the palms of my hands, I have engraved you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, good and gracious God, I give you thanks for today for life, for friends, for family, for those who are listening to this podcast, for those who are worried about life and are afraid of confronting the mess and the filth in their lives. We pray, Lord, that this uh, podcast will be beneficial to those who listen, to those who are struggling, to those who are encountering difficulties in their life. Lord, I pray that... Uh, You'll be king in our lives, in our situation, in our moments of uncertainties. I pray, Lord, that you will give us the strength that we need to go on, to to be your light in the world that needs you so badly. We ask this through Christ, O oh Lord. Amen. Lord, let me love myself as you love me. Let me know myself as you know me. Lord, let me love myself as you love me. Let me know myself as you know me. Yes, so we want to be loved. We want to be accepted. We want to be cared for, to be hugged, to be kissed, to be welcomed, to be appreciated to be seen in the light of Christ, to be seen as someone or somebody that is good. And so many times we try so hard to be accepted, to be loved, to be welcome, and to be cared for. 
So much so that we forget who we are, who God wants us to become, to be. God cares for us so much so that he sent his son, he sent his son to, to welcome us. And I want to give you, um, to, to, to remind you of something from Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, a plan for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and hope. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and hope. And the, the, we all know the story of Jeremiah. We know the story of Jeremiah. You know, that we are formed in the in the darkness of our mother's womb. We are created by God. We are loved by God. And when God looks at us, He looks beyond our our mess, our filth. He looks beyond our mistakes. He looks beyond. He looks beyond um, everything that we we are looking at in ourselves. And it is not to say that God will not judge us. That He will not. Um, that he will not punish us, that he will not teach us lessons necessary for life. But if we always see ourselves being condemned, being unwanted, being uncared for, then our relationship with God will be that like that. And so it is very important that when we establish a relationship with God, we must not see ourselves as Oh, my candidate, I can't do that. But rather, we must try our very best to see, to see, to see in ourselves what Christ, you know, placed in our heart. You know, um, in the in Jeremiah, and um, not Jeremiah, but in the book of Genesis, um, in the creation story, we see where Jesus, where God the Father, um, where God the Father breathes into 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 to, into Adam and he did that also for Eve we we see where God not only breathes into us but in in his in his in, with his breathing um he he, he left us uh, and and he gave us something that we can look at that we can um cherish so much so that makes us different from our, the animals from the beast from the wild beast and it is a thing that we call conscience a soul we are given this soul um to partake in the mystery of the divine and so we're made <laughs> we're made lesser i mean <laughs> i mean we are created by god you know Lesser than the angels, but somewhat greater than them because we partake in the mystery of the Eucharist. And so, um, for my friends out there who are struggling with depression, for those of you who are struggling with um, same-sex attraction, for those of you who are struggling with drug addiction, for those who are str struggling with failure, for those of you who are struggling with unemployment, unemployment, for those of you who are struggling with, um, you know, you're struggling with your questions towards God as to why your life is like this. 
for those of you who are struggling with your faith, for those of you who are struggling with relationships, for those of you who are struggling with, with sickness, and whatever you're struggling with, you have decided to, to listen to this podcast to, and you're in search of something that I personally cannot give, but I can help you to understand. I can help you to journey, to, to see something um, above and beyond yourself. And that is the love of Christ. Friends, just imagine, just imagine, all your life, um, you, you, you grew up in poverty. You grew up without mom or dad or in a single parent family or an extended family, whatever situation you grew up with. And being, imagine um, being abused when you're young, maybe being raped, uh, being, you know, seen as the, 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 the outside child or be seen as the child who's not intelligent enough, or you're the child who maybe is darker or lighter. I'm not sure where you are in life or what stage are you now in listening to this podcast. And you have been, you were told um, since your childhood days that you're worthless, you're no good, um, what, what other words can I look for? That you're not good enough, that you'll never be married, that you will never find happiness, that you'll be poor, that you will be whatever, whatever the negative that your mind or people um, have been telling you all these years that you're not pretty enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not handsome enough, you're not intelligent enough, or whatever it is. And you have been living that life for your entire life. And you've been going through high school, through primary school, through prep school, through uh, confirmation class, through communion class. You've been going through life with all these lies. With all these lies. You went to college and you, you know, you live the college lifestyle. We know the college lifestyle, the typical college lifestyle of um, sleeping around or drinking and partying and trying drugs or whatever it is. Or if you didn't go to college, you started working and you work from the bottom in terms of working in maybe a, a garbage truck or working in a um, fast food restaurant. You have been pushing very hard to succeed in life. But each time that you continue to push forward in life, something is pushing you back. Each time that you keep pushing forward, life is throwing you a stone. And you are keep going, you are keep going and pushing and fighting. And you try to seek God in, in friendships, in relationships, in, in, in trying to work overtime to make more money, in trying to get more education, you're trying to get your degree, or your master's degree, you're trying to get your bachelor's degree, you're trying to get your, your PhD, you're trying to get all these stuff. You've been doing everything possible 
everything possible to beat life, to win. You've been trying all these stuff. And every time you keep pushing forward, going up, going up, it fails, rejections, loneliness, anxieties, depression, sadness, everything that you have been trying to work at. Yeah, look at your friends, you see where uh, relationships are going bad for you. You see where uh, some of your friends who you studied with are making and are doing well in life. They're, some of them are either married, some of them are either uh, single but living so-called happy Instagram life. And you pull back and you're sad. Why are you sad? Why are you disappointed? And you say, hey, I've been trying. But I ain't winning. I'm not winning life. Every time I push forward, life pushing me back two times more. I pray to God, but God is not hearing me. And why would he even hear me? I've been at the bottom of life. I've been at the bottom, the bottom all my life. I've been below drinking from the top of our pipes of life. I've been at the bottom for so long that I'm so used to it. That you've become so used to the negative of life. The comments, the jeering, the teasing, the laughters. And then you look in the mirror and say, I am ugly, I'm a failure, I'm a disappointment. Lord, why did you create me? Why did you create me? What was the purpose of you creating me? And friends, that wasn't the purpose of your life. The purpose of your life wasn't for you to, to fall into depression. It wasn't for you to fall in anxiety and loneliness and sadness. God did not create you and I for us to live in a denial, in a state of denial. God did not create you for you to be sad, to be alone, to be wounded, to be burdened with life. He did not create you and I for us to be constantly being pushed back into life. He created you and I for happiness. Because it was out of love, it was out of happiness, it was out of this love for, 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 for you and I, that God created you and I. So when you go through these struggles, when you go through these pains and depression of life, Christ is not, is not demanding of you to go through this stuff. 
it, it, it had not created these obstacles for you to, to, to be sad and to be burdened with. Then why am I burdened with this? Why am I, if God created me for happiness, then why am I burdened with the failures of life? And as I said, some of you are burdened with various issues. We're all burdened with issues. Some issues are greater than some. But nevertheless, they're all issues that affect our development, our growth, our maturity into Christian macho-ness. And though some people will see the very idea of Christian macho-ness as being reliant on self, our Christian macho-ness is the reliance being reliant on God because we cannot do it alone. And when God created you and I, he created a human family. He created a human, a human family so that you and I, when we are going through difficulties in life, we can cry on a shoulder, we can hug, we can kiss, we can embrace, we can share, we can tell our stories so that all of us, all of us can share in, this, in, the, in, the, in the pain, the struggle, and also the success of the cross. Lord, let me love myself as you love me. That should become our mantra. It should become our prayer constantly. When you find yourself down, scream out, cry out, Lord, let me love myself as you love me. When you lose that job, say, Lord, let me love myself as you love me. When that relationship failed, say, Lord, let me love myself as you love me. When your parents or somebody from your family die, Lord, let me love myself as you love me. When you're struggling with some sexual orientation, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, scream out, cry out to God, Lord, let me love myself as you love me. God loves us, brothers and sisters. He cares for us. If we could only allow him to love us as he should. He loves us beyond our own sinfulness. Because we're created in love and for love. It is in this love that God created us. And we cannot do it alone. And that is why he gave us a Christian family. He gave us this Christian family, a church. <laughs> and a lot of people would say, but... Brother Roger, I, I, I go to church and I still don't feel welcome because they're condemning me. What can I say? The church is made up of human beings. 
many with different opinions and ideas. But trust me, even in that church, when they are condemning you and rejecting you, there is always that one person within that church that can welcome you and love you as you should. But before you love, before you accept the love of others, you must first come into that encounter of self in loving thyself first, in saying that yes, I might have been a failure. Yes, I might have failed in that relationship. Yes, I might have, I, 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 because of my situation, I, I'm a late starter in terms of in academics. So maybe I wasn't bright enough. Or maybe my ear is not long enough. That's okay. But I am handsome. I am beautiful in my own way. I'm intelligent in my own way. And this is not to cover up what others are saying about us. But we can only accept ourselves when we have maturely done our self-examination. When we have prayerfully say, Lord, it is you who have created me and shaped me and formed me in my mother's womb. In the secret, in the secret of darkness, you created me and formed me and shaped me and made me. Thank you, Lord, because I am wonderfully made. The story of, of, of Peter, the first Pope, the first pontiff of the church, he said, Peter was amazed. You know, Lord, you know, remember the story? They were catching fish. This man named Jesus came by. Jesus came by and he saw them as fishermen. But he saw them more than, he, he, he saw something more than just fishermen. He saw them as the one, the cornerstone, who will build up the Christian church, who will change the world, not by themselves, by, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the disciples were they were in the boat and they were fishing but they were fishing from the very early morning but nothing they caught nothing they caught nothing and Jesus saw them he saw their reality he saw their frustration and anxiety. He saw their limitation. He saw their own brokenness and even their rejection. Because to be a fisherman is to be one who is not so educated. They are second class citizens, poor people, the outcast. Even though they were Jews, they were doing they were actually doing menial jobs. 
But Jesus saw in their own smallness, in their weakness and in their brokenness, something that they themselves couldn't see. And Jesus went on the boat and he said to them, I believe he went on the boat, I don't remember. But he was there, I think he was at the, the, the seashore. And he was at the seashore, let us say he was at the seashore. And he said to the apostles, he said to, to, to Peter and James, take the net and put it on the other side. And of course they're like, sir, we're fishermen. This is our job, we know what we're doing. How can you, a simple man, on the shore telling us who have been here forever, kitchen fish, to come tell us that we need to put our net on the other side? And of course, Peter was older than Jesus. So of course, Peter would have seen himself as being the adult in that situation. Jesus saw something. Jesus saw something more in them, something greater than themselves. When they threw the nets on the other side, according to scripture, they caught so much fish that the boat almost capsized. The boat was about to be filled with water that they had to call for help so that they would not sink beneath the waters. Friends, <laughs> Christ sees us <laughs> for more than what others see us for. Will you listen to Christ? Christ is calling you his beloved. He's calling you his chosen one. He's calling you the one that he wants. Even though you have been saying, Lord, I'm not good enough. Lord, not me, somebody else. Lord, how can you want me? I'm broken. And this is what, and, and this is what Christ is doing. He's standing there looking and giving us the instructions. <laughs> but we are running away. We can't stand to look at the mirror or reflection, the shadow. We cannot stand to look at the shadows in our life. And here is Christ saying to you, I love you. Not because of your education or lack thereof. Not because of where you live, or the church you attend, or the friends you keep, or the mistakes you have made, or what others have been saying about you. He's saying, I love you, and you are mine. What if you and I could give Christ a chance? For him to love us. <laughs> what if we could give God that chance to work in us. To use us. And to make us new. 
What are we afraid of? What am I afraid of? As a church, sometimes we we belittle others because of their influence, their education. Because of who they are. As a church, we sometimes walk past the beggars of our society, the lame, the crippled, the deaf, the dumb. We walk past them because they cannot offer us anything. They're not clean. They're not well-dressed. They're not, they, don't, they don't speak well. But what is Christ saying to us in telling you and I that he loves us more than we can ever love ourselves? He's saying to us that we need to respond to the situation of our time. And in my previous podcast, I remember saying that we have to respond to the situation of our time. In the time of Jesus, he saw the need. He saw the need of his time in his day and age, and he responded accordingly. I am um, yesterday I went to Key West with um some a group of seminarians and the vocations director of the Archdiocese of Miami. And we went to the Basilica of Mary Star of the Sea and we were introduced to the pastor and the pastor told us a story. He told us that in the seventies, I believe the sixties there was, in, there was a, a, a need for a military base, a military hospital, take care of the soldiers who were involved in, um, in, 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 in conflict. They were involved in a war with Cuba and, and the Soviet Union, I believe. And he said that the nuns and the priests that were living on that property, on that church compound at the time, they gave up the convent they gave up the convent so that the military could have hospital for those injured soldiers. And he said that those sisters and priests, they responded to the need of the time. And the need of the time was not a convent, but rather an hospital to take care of those who are dying and those who are injured in the war. Friends, we have to respond to the issues of our day and time. Christ has no hands or feet or eyes but yours. And it is your hands and my hands and mouth and eyes and feet that he will use to take care of his people. But before we can take care of others, we must first come to self acknowledgement and awareness of who we are. How Christ sees us and how should we see ourselves. But I could be preaching like Paul to you about loving yourself. 
about accepting who you are and that you're created in, 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 in his image and likeness. I could tell you over and over that you're loved by the Father. But that past experience, that pain, that hurt that you're feeling is still lingering. And even though you know that the Father loves you, even though that you know that Christ loves you more than you can ever imagine, you continue to hold on to that lie. That lie that Christ will never love you. Why? Because others are saying that you're not loved. You're lesser than. You're not important. And you're not welcome. Those are lies and deceit from the devil. And Christ invites you and I you and I to know, according to 1 John verse 3, verse 1, he said, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And according to 1 Peter, verse 2 to 9, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Christ called you and I out of darkness into his marvelous light. We cannot continue to remain in the darkness of rejection, of pain, of bitterness, of self-hatred, no, we cannot continue. You and I are loved. Wonderfully loved. Wonderfully made. Wonderfully created. Because you are made with the breath of God. Created in his love. Created in his love. No less than an angel. No greater than an angel. You're loved by God. You are loved by Him. You are loved by Him. You are loved by Him, friends. But how can we let go? First, according to First John verse 19, it said, If we confess our sins, the sacrament of confirmation. God will remain faithful to us and he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes. You want to let go? You want to move on? You want to stop that addiction, that self-hate? You want to stop that that evil thought. You want to stop those ideas of suicide. Confess who you are. Confess to God. Confess to a priest who you are. 
acknowledge who you are. Say who you are. And in saying those stuff, repent of it. Repent of it. And seek his face. And everything will be and everything will be made anew, afresh, new. Newness will flow from admitting our sinfulness. When we allow God to come into our boat, when we allow His Son to tell us where we should go and where we should cast our nets, we will receive abundance of joy. That job that you've been seeking, promotion. That relationship that is going bad, marriage. Are you with singleness? Those friendships that you have been struggling with, better friendships. And even sometimes God is even asking you to let go of those friendships. Because he wants you to grow into something new. Those addictions that you're growing, that you are struggling with, that you and I are struggling with, oh, if we confess them, they become weak to us. They become dead to us. With time, of course. But they will become dead, dead to us. Because we have confessed our sins. We have con confessed our weakness. And where we have confessed our sins, Christ will come in and make things new. Stop telling yourself and stop letting others tell you who you are. But rather, bow before God who created you and acknowledge your sins. Acknowledge your weakness and your need for him. And he will make all things new. He will make all things new. Friends, Repeat this prayer every time when you encounter that, that, that pain of self-hate, that pain of not knowing or loving who you are. Say to God, say to Jesus who loves you, Lord, let me love myself as you love me. Let me know myself as you know me. I love you, Lord. I love you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please remember to keep social distancing, to wear your mask, and to look out for your neighbor, to care for those who are less fortunate than you. May God bless you. Have a good week.